This is the Man in a Room podcast. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Man in a Room. How's it going? Things are going well here. Nothing to really complain about, really. Just stuff happening. I mean, blimey, it's hot, isn't it? Now, you may be in a country which is hot all the time and is hotter than the country I'm in right now. I'm in the UK, obviously. And it's not known for its great weather. And so I'm acclimatized to basically deal with awful weather. So when it's nice weather, I'm like, whew, don't like that too much. It's too hot, you know? Um, and all that kind of stuff. You see, I'm not enjoying that a lot. I mean, it's just like sticky and horrible. It's like, I, it's funny actually, because I'm, I'm like an SAS trained person. I look around like, right, where can I stand where there's shade? I'm like the shade ninja. I all better find shade somewhere. I'll find a way of shading myself. Last year I went camping on one of the hottest weekends of the year. And I didn't get sunburn. I didn't get sunstroke or heat, whatever, heat rash or heat wave. I don't know, heat wave, that song, I don't know. Um, and, you know, I'm actually pretty good at finding this kind of stuff. And it's funny because when I'm standing in the shade so much, I then walk out where there's no shade. I'm like, whoa, that's some hot. And, uh, yeah, it's actually quite funny, though, because um, whenever it's hot in the UK, I think it's most places, I'm saying in the UK, I've only ever been to the UK. Um, when you get a nice thunderstorm, clears all that out. And it's really nice today because there was a thunderstorm during the night or early morning, I should say. So it meant that the temperature dipped a little bit and it was nice to have the window open. You could smell the rain coming through the window and the heat was just a little bit less. It's nice and cool. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. And the sound was amazing. I was a bit annoyed it was during the morning, though, because I'd have preferred it during the night because I like watching a good storm. You can't beat watching a storm. You see the lightning go across the sky and, you know, do the old one to oh that means that it's so many miles away it's scientific you see and you got to try and work out where it is you think oh that's that's 10 miles away oh that could be so and so place oh but i wonder if my friend in so and so places is having the thunderstorm and you know you ring them up and they're like it's four in the morning can you leave me alone um again with this nonsense and um you know it's it's always a lot of fun with thunderstorms although every time there's thunderstorms there's a certain amount of old wives tales that are circulate around storms and i'm going to tell you some from my from my nana and granddad my nan mainly because um actually both sets of nan or both nans were a bit um old-fashioned in the way they treated storms and thunderstorms in fact it's only recently that i managed to persuade my mother that unplugging everything isn't necessary when it comes to thunderstorms so basically, every time there's a thunderstorm, they would turn the television off, they would turn the radio off, they would unplug every single thing in the house just to make sure that it didn't blow up if it got hit by lightning. Now, I've never been hit by lightning in a house. I, well, I've never been hit by lightning anywhere, really. I've come close. I was once in a field, and there's a thunderstorm, and I looked across the next field, and there it was, a massive like, bottle of lightning hit the ground. So, wow, that's really close. Because they do say, and it's not a dude, it's actually scientifically true, that electricity will go to aim for the, the tallest part around. And so if it's someone in a field standing there in the middle of a field, 
likelihood you're going to get struck by lightning if it, if the lightning storm is near you. Um, and uh, which is why trees usually get it. And um, I remember actually watching an old episode of a TV show called Nine Nine Nine, where someone was struck by lightning. Um, if that's true, I don't know. Um, but that's a weird show. Nine Nine Nine. I don't know if you know what this is. So basically, uh, we used to have this show called Nine Nine Nine, where they would have people talking about stuff that happened to them where they had to call 999 and they would get people involved to do like a recreation so they'd like all oh, this horrific thing that happened to you years ago would you mind reenacting it for our bbc television show please presented by michael burke and so we can go into it and we can like have the original phone call from the the 999 call that you made it'd be cool you know i can imagine them sort of thinking oh, all right here we are some guy got struck by lightning and all that kind of stuff. And all this, this, um, what we used to do actually is no, there's, there's no, is that was casualty. We used to watch casualty and try and guess how someone would injure themselves. There's all kinds of different bits and pieces on nine. I remember someone nearly got set fire to on a bonfire. I mean, how stupid you get. Anyway, um, going back to the thunderstorms that I was talking about before, before this crap. Um, so basically, my nan would go around covering all the mirrors because uh, lightning bounces off mirrors. And so it needs to find a, a way out of the house. So what you do, you'd open your windows and your doors. So if lightning comes down your chimney, I'm not even joking, it can like bounce around the... Uh, it, I, there's something like... Uh, you either have to cover the mirrors up or you have to do something. Down the chimney, out the door, or out the window. I'm not making that up. That's a genuine thing she used to believe. And um, yeah, it's actually mental when you think about it. And uh, I actually remember once um, I was... I was quite I don't know how old I was. It wasn't. It's not important how old I was, but I, I, in fact, I still have it. Um, whenever I go to my parents' house, I use this tray. It's a metal tray. Yeah, and I remember the day I got it, um, and like it happened to be on the day of a thunderstorm, and I said, "Can I sit upstairs with my tray and watch it out the window, please?" And they're like, "No, you can't, in case you get struck by lightning," <laughs> which is just so nonsensical. I didn't get struck by lightning. Um. I was like, that'd be so silly. And um, I even remember, like, mum and they were still, I'll oh, make sure you unplug your internet and your Wi Fi. I don't want it blown up everything. It's, like, it's not going to blow up, mum. Don't be so silly. There's surge protection in these in these here hills. There's no hills. But um, yeah, I'd say I do like a good thunderstorm, like I say. It's just actually very therapeutic. In fact, whenever I go to bed, I listen to relaxation sounds on my Google Mini. I don't know if you know that you can do that. If you have a Google Mini in your bedroom, you can set alarms on this kind of stuff with it. But you can also have it so it plays ambient sounds, so you can go to sleep to ambient sounds. And one of those things is a thunderstorm, which is actually quite nice. But I don't. My favorite one is listening to running water or just water in general. There's one right on there, which I don't agree with, and I will never go to sleep to it. And that is a crackling fire. Why would you want to go to sleep to a crackling fire? Because, as an example, let's say for example that your house caught on fire. Like, oh, that's nice. That sound of my house burning down. Let me just continue sleeping through that. Silly. But that's just me. That's probably me just overthinking things. But it's true. I mean, imagine trying to go to sleep to a crackling fire. Imagine arsonists must have the best night's sleep ever. I don't know. I've never actually spoken to an arsonist. Actually, that's, that's a lie. I knew someone who was a slight arsonist in their teens. And, um, yeah, in fact, that was the last... Actually, I'm not a... Well, okay, so I used to hang out with this kid years ago and um this other kid came to the village so there's two of them from a different village 
And I didn't want to hang around them because they wanted to set fire to something. So I was like, well, no, I'm not having anything to do with that. So I left them to it. So like, I'm not, I'm not having anything to do with this. You are on your own. And um, yeah, and they set fire to something. And I was like, you're an idiot. And I'd never hang out with them ever again after that because of that, as you idiots. Um, but uh, yeah, well, they, they set fire to uh, some dry grass. And oh, look, it's summer. Oh, look, it, yeah. I forgot about that, actually. I remember never spoke to that kid ever again after that. Because uh, that's very illegal. Um, but anyway, I also remember, this is a way back when, someone, well, apparently one of my other friends accidentally set fire to, like, a haystack, allegedly, whatever, did it on purpose. And the farmer was basically like, apparently, apparently this is what the, the guy was like, oh, boys will be boys. Yeah, of course he did. Yeah. Um... But anyway, I wasn't there for either of those things. In fact, when I was a kid, I used to get teased about my fire safety. Uh, and my brother and sister used to call me Wellifant, which used to be the, the Norfolk uh, mascot. It might be the, the entire UK, I don't know. But the mascot for fire safety. Um, because, uh, yeah, I used to... I still am to this day. In fact, only recently my sister referred to me as Wellifant and all that kind of stuff because... Actually, it was during lockdown. It was her birthday. And um, so she... Uh, was she's living with her kids, and she goes, "Oh no, I'm about to bring my cake. I got to light my own candles and bring it through and all that kind of stuff." I said, "No, what you do?" I said, "Get your kids." I said, "Light it, right, and then get, sit down and let them bring it through." And I said, "That's a bit dangerous." So I went, "I went, no, it's not dangerous." I said, "Imagine this, right? Uh, the oldest one is nine. There's no way in hell they're going to be messing around if you say to them, you know, this is very, this is very dangerous." Be very careful, and they were the most well-behaved kids with this you've ever seen. I went, they're too scared to misbehave. Don't worry, and uh, yeah, she had to move house. They set fire to it. Um, that's a bit of a shame. That's not true, obviously. Um, at least they got a good night's sleep out of it. I'm sorry, that was a stupid joke. It could have been interpreted as them them all perishing in a fire, but they didn't. I was referring to them uh, listening to ambient sound of, um, you know, fire crackling. But there we go. These are the cards that were dealt. Anyway, um, I just realised we're already 10 minutes in and this is ridiculous. I've got to carry on doing the, the next part of the show now. So, <clears throat> tarot and tea, it's a beverage and divinity. There we go. Um, so, this is the part of the show where I uh, re- review a cup of tea that I've made myself before the show and then I do a tarot reading whilst I drink the tea, you see. Now, today is a bit of a curveball. I've actually never had this tea before in my life. This is the first time I'm ever going to drink it. So I was given a whole bunch of teas ages ago. And if any companies are listening to this, well, you know, and they they supply tea and you want to give me some tea, please do reach out because I do like a cup of tea. Uh, this is this tea was given to me by, I used to work in a coffee shop and they this, a, a customer's like, I bought these. I know you like teas. It's a selection box. Just have a bunch of these teas. So this is a pucker tea, uh, ginseng matcha green. Organic whole leaf green tea with a zip of red ginseng and pure green matcha. Um, I don't know much about matcha, but what's the interesting thing about this is that it says in the back uh, you need to infuse it for up to 15 minutes. Ooh. And you're also not supposed to drink too many of these because it'll give you the shits. Um, so, yeah, so apparently that's how the way that goes. Um, so I'm going to have a quick drink of it. Oh, also interested. 20% fair grade in- ingredients. Um, so yeah, let's have a quick try of this. Uh, so I'm just going to grab my tea. Here we go. The first ever attempt of drinking a ginseng matcha green. I do like uh, matcha. 
In fact, when I very rarely go to Starbucks, in fact, the last time I went to Starbucks was a year ago, it was approaching a year ago, I had a, mat, a green matcha latte, or green, or green matcha green latte. Ooh, hello, nurse. What is this? So, I can taste the green tea quite strong. It's got a certain tang to it, which I'm quite enjoying. It's almost citrusy. Oh my goodness. Wow, that is nice. That is delish. If you can pick up some Pucker Ginseng Matcha Green using coupon code This Doesn't Exist Really, you should. Right, that is nice. Oh, I want to drink all of that right now, but I will drink the rest you know what, sorry, I'm drinking the rest of it. I don't want to let that get cooler. So I want to do my tarot reading. Um, but anyway, so basically the tarot part is now coming up. Mmm, that's almost lemony. Lemony, lemony. Um, and yeah, hang on. Other podcasts would edit this bit out of me drinking the tea, but no, you have to sit through it. Because it's ASMR. Um, a sitting man in a room. Drinking tea. Right, the tarot reading. So, I should probably explain how this is going to work. I'm going to shuffle some cards, some tarot cards that I have. And I'm going to draw three cards. Now, the first card is for... To try and work out who this reading is for. Because I don't know who's listening to this. And, you know, it obviously means something to somebody somewhere. So if the the first card sounds familiar to you, because I'm going to talk about how the week has just gone. So if your week has gone like that, it's probably for you. And then I'm going to talk about you know how things are at the minute. Uh, and then I'm going to uh, draw a card that will basically tie up everything together to say that this is the future. So we've got the first card, which is the Queen of Cups. Exciting stuff. The next card is the Page of Wands. And the last card is the Queen of Pentacles. Uh, or spook tackles, right? So Charlie Brown, you can hold that there. Uh, Agent Dale Cooper, you can hold Queen of Pentacles, and Page of Wands is held by the leg, log, the leg, the log lady. So your, if your week was staring at a a, a cup uh, on a throne uh, on a by a river, that's you know. So basically, this is someone who's obviously lives near a river, um, or just someone who's watching the tide go by. Uh, just basically just sitting there and being like, do you know what? Things are flowing. I'm si I'm li I'm sitting here enjoying my life, looking at what I've achieved in my time, and uh, life is flowing by, and you're feeling somewhat, I don't know, like you're missing out on something or that you want to just, um, you know, you you, you know what the life is going by, and you're just sitting there thinking, oh, it's all right, isn't it? It's nothing wrong with that. Look at look at this cup I've got, this throne I've got. Um, so maybe this is royalty, we don't know. Is anyone royal listening to this? I don't think so. But, you know, your past has basically been sort of thing, yeah, watching the flow go by and just sitting here. And, uh, yeah. Because the throne is another word for a toilet, you see. And there's a famous phrasing for pooing or get off the pot. So maybe that's what that is. And, you know, you're looking at the what you've achieved and you're watching the river go by. Because that's the life stream, stream of life. Um, so another throne, you see. This, these always tie in together. So you, you could be the Queen of Cups, but you could be the Queen of Pentacles. And there's another throne, and you're sitting there looking down at something new that you've got, a pentacle. Pentacle. Pentacle? And, um, yeah, so you're sitting there looking at that, thinking, oh, that's all right, isn't it? Look at this thing I've got. 
and uh, you know you're stationary. You're thinking you got all this lovely new things growing around. You got like roses, and the roses are around. They're growing around you because it's like, do you know what? This is fresh. This is new, and this is a new experience. This more fragrant is better than sitting there on a pile of money with your um, with your cup, yeah. And then um, yeah, so you're sitting there. And things are going all right now because it's, you know, it's all fresh. There's a new experience. So you you know you've you've done that. You've basically sat there, you know, watched life go by. You've done some changes. You've got some new life going on. You've got some roses growing around you. I beg your pardon. I never promised you a rose garden. And then you got the future, which is the page of wands. And uh, so basically, this is a picture of a man holding a stick. I'm going to say a wand. I'm going to say it's a page holding a wand. Uh, it's a massive wand. Um, it's the biggest wand I've ever seen. I say it's more of a stick. It's more of a staff, actually, but that's just me. And you're like, wow, look at this. And so, you know, you've got your... The future's basically going to say, you know, you've got your massive wand. <laughs> you're standing by some hills and some fun boots. And um, things are going to be all right, you know. It says all little sprouting things off this wand. And, um, yes, you know, you're looking the other way. So looking to the future. You look Because the others were looking back on their achievements. These ones are looking to the future. And uh, you may have the magic to change what's going to happen in the future i don't know what i'm going on about i this is a difficult one um but yeah so i'm gonna say that signifies um you know maybe shedding your past because it's a very minimal um card that it's basically a man with a wand so the other ones have got like lots of detail with this is basically a man and what so basically it's like you know just focus on the one thing rather than what you've achieved in the past maybe i don't know that's my two cents if it's worth anything i don't know Anyway, uh, that's that part done. So that was tarot and tea, a beverage and divinity. Um, yeah, there we go. There's that again. Sorry about that. It's a stupid jingle, but I don't care. I had an email saying that's the that's the theme tune from Sharky and George. Yes, it is. So anyway, I'll be back after this very short break. If you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, please do not hesitate to send them to show at maninaroom.co.uk. Sweat. Something that I've been doing a heck of a lot is sweating. Oh my goodness, I hate sweating. Like, I do my best to try and avoid it. As I mentioned in the first part, I am like a ninja when it comes to finding shade. I'm able to find shade and it's lovely. So, um, yeah, but unfortunately there are times when I can't find shade and I start to sweat. And I really hate it because I sweat profusely. It's just something that my family does in general, really. And um, it's funny because I was... I wrote down the word sweat. I think I sent somebody a text message saying oh, I'm sweating. Like, oh, I'm sweating. Sweating emoji, you know. And um, it dawned on me what a weird word sweat actually was. Sweat is a weird word. If you say sweat too many times, it loses all meaning. Like that in clothes. Clothes. Uh, but sweat is one of those words which literally is impossible. So I often think about the English language and how impossible it must be to learn. Because people often say, you come to this country, you have to speak our language. Yeah, good luck trying to understand it. I mean, blimey. The word sweat is a prime example of why the, the English language is difficult to, to read. So let's just dissect it down, yeah? So, we're going to do it backwards because it makes sense. So, sweat is spelled S-W-E-A-T. So you've got the word at at the end. So you've got at, yeah? At, at. Simple, at. Then you put an E on the front of it, you get, it turns into eat, Yeah? Or if you're from Norfolk, like I am, et. 
Oh, I ate that. That's eight. Anyway, so E-A-T, yeah? E-A-T means eat. So from at to eat, um, which is fair enough. Not So far, so, so good, yeah? And then you put a W in front of it, and it's wheat because, okay, so you have uh, the actual spelling of wheat is W-H-E-A-T, wheat. So wheat, and then you put an S in front of it, and suddenly it becomes sweat. Explain that one, you know? Because wet is spelled W-E-T, as in what you'd expect it to come from. You know, wet, sweat. Sweat is wet. No, no, no. No. Sweet. No, no, because that'd be E-E then, wouldn't it? Like, oh, hang on, what? Or, you know, it just, honestly, I look at the English language all the time thinking, that just does not make any sense. I mean, the word sweat itself is just, you know, one of those things. And you know what? I often think about learning another language, but if that if English is bad enough, I mean, you often hear about how impossible it is to learn. I often think about how is it possible to learn other languages, because I don't speak any other language. Just to clarify, I mentioned earlier as well, I've never left the United Kingdom. It's not because I'm a xenophobe or anything like that. Not at all. It just never comes up. Um, I've never been around people who want to leave the country, especially for countries which don't speak English. Um, and so, yeah, it's one of those things I'm looking forward to doing at the age of 36 is potentially going somewhere, <laughs> just out of the country, out of the county, blimey. Um, but yeah, I mean, I heard Japanese is very learned to, very easy to learn because, uh, you know, it's very, very easy to learn because look at it, right? All these kids out there are speaking it. How hard can it be? I'm so sorry, that's a stupid joke. That's a joke I heard years ago um, when my friend was trying to learn Swahili. I think he was just trying to be funny, you know. I want to learn how to speak Swahili. Um, because, you know, it's one of those things that people think it's funny to say. Swahili is a funny word. It's like the word mongoose, uh, which I mentioned before in an earlier episode. about. oh, I'm trying to be random. Let me just say, oh, Swahili. <laughs> you know? And I remember he was he was very happy uh, to tell me that the word worm in Swahili was a, apparently dude. He called, if you call someone dude, you're actually calling them a worm. <laughs> so if I call you a dude, I'm calling you a worm. <laughs> Aye, mate. Okay, Google, what is worm in Swahili? Doesn't speak that language. No one does, do they? Okay, Google, how many people speak Swahili? Oh, it's too quiet. And it's like, it's like a... But, yeah, there's a thing going past, like a like sort of weird... Do you know, I do my best to try and get high production value on this show, right? But no matter where I sit, no matter when I've recorded this show, there's always some background noise going on. And, you know, before, I used to be in a back bedroom. And, um, oh my gosh, she's still going. And, you know, I used to have this this boiler in there. So, okay, so this is the, the history of me recording podcasts, right? In my old bedroom, I used to have a boiler in that room. So every time my parents used to try and, uh, like, run a bath or just run hot water, they would, uh, it would disrupt it. You can hear it in the background, the immersion going on, right? Fine, yeah? And then in when I moved out, I had a back bedroom where I dedicated to my podcasting area, right? And that had the, the immersion heater in it as well which was a bit annoying, and also I had horrible neighbours who were very loud and obnoxious and just pieces of work, let's be honest. I'll go into them at some point. And um, so that would always go on. And then, now, I'm here, and I've, I've got a very small little flat here, and I'm, at, I'm next to a road, and there's always things going by. It's often seagulls as well, just squawking away, being like, me, 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 me. Oh, seagulls. Don't get me so about seagulls. There's a man 
right near where I work. He's 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 the I call him the bin man of Alcatraz, and for a good reason, right? So basically, what he does, he's one of those guys. I work near McDonald's, so he's one of those guys that goes around and clears the like the car park of McDonald's wrappers and stuff like that because McDonald's. Swear to God. McDonald's uh, like to keep their areas clean because uh, that's part of what they do because then they know their wrappers are going to be put everywhere. And what he does, this guy, he goes around and he goes through the McDonald's things. Well, I don't think he should be doing this personally, but, you know, it's good for the animals, I suppose. He goes through all the empty wrappers and puts them in like a little carrier bag. This isn't part of his job. And what he does is he puts it in the little bag and he goes through all the bins and he uh, then collects all the food that is being disposed of by people by the everyday folk that the everyday everyday folk leave behind, you know. And um, he then, en masse, just feeds loads of seagulls because the seagulls follow him around because they know what's coming. They re- Seagulls know this person's face. Like, oh, that's the guy who gives us beef burgers, you know. And so they follow him around. Oh, I like him. He gives me Big Macs. I like chicken nuggets. Oh, well, I don't care if you like chicken nuggets, bird. I'm going to eat them first. These are, this is birds having conversations, by the way. This is birds talking between themselves. It's not me talking to birds. Or, you know, I, I'm not, you know. So, yeah, so he then feeds more. And it's literally like like the birds. And um, it's frightening because I'm scared of seagulls, uh, especially if they're higher up than me, because seagulls scare me. Because where I used to live, they used to be seagulls. I used to live really near the coast, you see. I still live near the coast, but um, not as much as I was near the coast. This is the first I've lived away from the coast in ever in my entire life. But anyway, so the seagulls used to nest near near my house, and they would obviously protect their babies, and they'd swoop at you, and I'd walk down the road, and I was like, blimey, this become really violent, and people used to like used to get their, they used to like cut, they used to literally swoop, and their beaks are so sharp, they would like just gouge people's eyes out. I actually once saw a man a punch a seagull swooping an old man out of the air he went punch he didn't say punch but he's like dush late is bird and uh yeah because um there's a, actually there's a place uh, you know near here called great yarmouth which is notorious for its chip stalls and seagull population and uh so they just hover around not long enough and they basically they'll sit there and they'll say okay there's a toddler with some chips i'm going to go for the little one because it's easy because i can literally just swoop in because the toddler doesn't know what's going on and uh, it's funny because whenever you eat chips on the marketplace in Yarmouth, you have to. But I find it's easier to sit next to a toddler, so that way they'll sleep with the toddler first. No, I'm joking, don't do that. But I'll, you know, I'll just basically everyone's in like little sections of just eat, chip eating, or you have to stand near a building so they can't get a good swoop at you and this kind of stuff. There's, there's an actual science to it, um, which is quite fun. Uh, trying to find a good place to eat chips. Um, unfortunately, since become a vegetarian, I found out that they actually use beef dripping, so I don't tend to eat them. Uh, very much in the marketplace anymore because they have beef fat on them yeah but that doesn't make them not vegetarian it does kind of okay it is mainly potato but that's why i don't eat uh, kfc because kfc they fry their chips in the chicken fat no they don't they throw it in the stuff they use the for the popcorn chicken which isn't that bad but either way um i'm literally waffling on now about nonsense and this is what's fun about this show is because it just goes from one thing to another randomly and i hope that you've enjoyed it um, I'm coming to an end now, and um, yeah. Uh, so you know, I'll be back again next week, and um, hopefully, be less busy. The thing is, I have to have this window open because it's so hot because I'm sweating, right? 
And uh, so I have to. So it sucks. But anyway, I'm waffling on. I'll catch everyone again next week. Hope you have a good rest of your day and what you're doing. Or hope you had a good day. And if that tarot reading was for you, um, just let me know in the, uh, yeah. Anyway, catch you all again soon. Bye. Love you. Bye. Who is the man? Where is the room? It's some guy you've never heard of in a room you've never been in. For more information, head over to maninaroom.co.uk.